It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison, and filling in for Jamie this week is my pal and co-host of Rip It Up, Kev Bamboo. Hey, hey. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. So you are joining to discuss Beavis and Butthead versus Ren and Stimpy classic <laughs> cartoons, the highest of highbrow, the creamiest of the crop, and we are going to decide which one of these two is the better. And you, for some reason, chose Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ren and Stimpy. I mean, they've got to be better. Than, they've got to be better than Beavis and Butthead. I mean, come on. Maybe. I mean, they have the Happy, Happy Joy song, so there's that. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go first. So, Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. It, w- it was a MTV series, so it was allowed to be a bit more adultish than yours. It aired in, I believe it was 1992. Yeah, from 1993 to 1997. They did a bit re- recent revival, and then even Paramount Plus actually has revived it as well, Beavis and Butthead. They did two movies. It was created by Mike Judge, who's famous for King of the Hill and two fantastic films, Office Space, the timeless classic, and Idiocracy. So, ah, Idiocracy. Yeah, exactly. It follows two characters. Most of the show was just the two Beavis and Buttheads sitting and watching heavy metal music videos and making comments yeah, and doing their stuff. They're essentially life. like, you know, far out reviewers, weren't they, really? Just sat there kind of, kind of just sniggering away. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> but I remember when when this was on, me and my friends, we totally imitated Beavis and Butthead all the time. Uh, one of my friends, we actually went to the movie when it came out and we're just like... <laughs> sort of was, the, was the movie... Was, was the movie... Um, was it Beavis and Butthead do America? And then what was... Then did they do another one as well? Exactly. So you had Beavis and Butthead do America, and then the movie that just came out is called was called uh, Where to Go? Where's my notes? Where's my notes? Beavis and Butthead do the universe or something like that. Beavis and Butthead do the world or do the universe? Yeah, I'm sure it's like it was something like that. Bigger, yeah. It's in my notes. I don't know if I've got it in mine actually. Do you? Good for you. Do a better job of taking notes than I did. <laughs> I'm taking notes on your thoughts as well. <laughs> of mine, so you can talk smack <laughs> about it. Anyway, they did another movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> a little bit more about the series and why it's going to win. It is a Guinness World Record holder, sort of. No. Yes. So when Beavis and Butt had par- premiered on Paramount Plus recently in 2022, they decided to break the world record for the largest serving of nachos. So they premiered <laughs> the show and served the largest serving of nachos in Los Angeles. And they won. They are Guinness World Record holders for the largest serving of nachos was achieved by Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead head at Paramount Plus. So the premiere, everybody ate a lot of nachos. Um, the I movies, want nachos now. <laughs> totally. So the movies, I found it now. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead Do America was released in 1996. Featured voices of Bruce Willis to be more, Cloris Leachman, Robert Stack, 
Richard Linklater, Greg Kinnear, all kinds of people. David Letterman even did a voice in it. Wow. And it was number one at the box office, grossed more than $60 million. From 1994 to 96, Marvel Comics did a comic book called Beavis and Butthead Comics. Rolling Stone magazine writer described Beavis and Butthead as the biggest phenomenon on MTV since the heyday of Michael Jackson, compared it to Michael Jackson. Wow, that is hmm? that is some statement for the era, yeah. There you go. Time Magazine's Kurt Anderson said, maybe the bravest show ever to run on national TV. The second movie, by the way, was right. We are, we are right. Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe was released in 2022. During its run, it was one of the highest rated TV shows on MTV. And, um, oh yes, Cher did a musical duet. Her <laughs> I Got You Babe, she did a duet so, with Beavis and Butthead. So not Sonny and Cher, like Butthead and Cher. Exactly. So they've got comic books, movies, video games, t-shirts, often quoted, greatest TV show on MTV ever. I mean, that's not saying much because the is. opposition is like the real world and <laughs> whatever else. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean that that's that's their universe, and that's you know that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, mm. I, I've got work to do. I've got work to do here. So yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Um, where can I start? I I think Ren and Stimpy actually. So that ran on Nicktoons, wasn't it, or Nickelodeon? Nicktoons. I think it was Nickelodeon that it ran uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, a bit similar like you, you know, you wouldn't think that it would be able to run as a risky kind of adult cartoon, which, but it very much was like, and to to kind of have the audacity, I suppose, to put, to run that on, you know, what effectively a children's television network. Um, it would have been better suited to be on, on um, MTV like Beavis and Butthead was. So there's a, there's a kind of, is that, a, is that a positive? I don't know, but, I just think it's kind of brave for those people to be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put it over out on on Nickelodeon," and it's even you know we know lots of cartoons and things have got hidden innuendo that when the adults watch they'll they'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is this is cool," but then like the kids will just watch it as purely as as a cartoon in, in innocence kind of thing. So, but I do, but I do think there was like there's educational elements to Ren and Stimpy. They always had these big like detailed zoom ins. On like biological elements, like it'd be snot and it'd be detailed, they'd be really detailed drawings, you know. And it'd be like, that's you know, educational. Just, this you know, this like, is what your snot that's, looks that's like close up. It's very informative, kids. Pay attention. Armpit of the dog, you know, of stinky. Yeah, okay. Was, you know, Ren's, Ren's, just, Ren's just trying to sleep, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's got an armpit, and, and you get this little pan straight in, and it's like a, a really detailed animation. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's educational, and I I feel I don't know this for a fact, but I feel that this inspired things like SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, um, Family Guy, and um, Pinky and the Brain, um, all very kind of similar formats. Which probably, in some ways, I find it I find Ren and Stimpy an evolution of Tom and Jerry through the kind of the food chain. Like they took the next step up. You know, you've got Tom and Jerry, obviously, Cat and Mouse. They just went kind of cat and dog. Although, obviously, they weren't like, you know, Ren is psychotic. You know, he's absolutely nuts. But they're never really, like, attacking each other because Stimpy's just a total dimwit kind of thing, you know, and he's just 
it's, and that's why I say SpongeBob is more probably influenced by it because you've got SpongeBob is not overly clever, but he's obviously detached. And then, but you've got um, Patrick Patrick Star, who is you know ultimately just well, he's, he's a starfish, so he hasn't got a brain or anything. Um, but yeah, I find that so there's a positive there that they, you know they inspired future future comics. Um, and then you know obviously they've got ridic- ridiculous adult themes for a for a kids kids show, which I I find I, I watched a couple of episodes before doing this again because sometimes you know you watch when you was younger or like a, a preteen kind of thing and find it absolutely hilarious. And I was watching it. And I was, I was watching. I was like, I thought, oh, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be as funny or you know, idiotic or whatever? And I, I would say I felt pretty much the same. So either I've not grown up, or the all the cartoons have stood the test of time. <laughs> um, and then I think one of my other my other last notes that it's like I was surprised that it's it's shocking that it again like um, Beavis and Butthead, it only ran. I only had a limited run. And it ran for like four four years, I think, so four or five years in ninety one. So before Beavis and Butthead, um, until ninety five. But then I'd say that could be testament to them over the time because it's it's kind of become this kind of cult show because it was like disregarded. Maybe it was too risky, placed in the wrong, you know, wrong ch- TV channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got all these like fans now, and I think they tried to bring out a. Um, like a, a more adult version of it, which literally was titled as just for adults, and it ran on, um, I think it was Spike or something like that TV channel, but it never really got the comeback that, say, Beavis and Butthead managed to do. And I think Beavis and Butthead being on MTV, although it had its own difficulties further down the line with people high up in there, it still managed to get its own kind of comeback later, like now in recent recent times, but. But um, Ren and Stimpy, it's kind of had to m- remain as this kind of cult show that like literally only ran in that era. So as an 80s and 90s thing, I would say that because Ren and Stimpy is a true 80s and 90s specific show, then that that wins. That wins for me. So you're saying it wins because it's representative of the era. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and because it's not, it's not ran into the, it's not ran into the millennium. You know, it's not gone, it's not gone into modern times to try and, you know, be cool to a new market. You don't think it promotes Ooh, nice violence? Now. Violence, how they're all like always beating on each other and stuff like that teaches kids to be mean. I mean, Beavis and no, Butthead just I think it teach teaches kids morals. to be stupid. It, but... <laughs> it teaches moral value that, you know, if you're if you're stumpy and you be an idiot, then your mate is gonna go. Sorry, man. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna yeah. not pick on you, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you're an idiot. So I was thinking it. It's just kind of a copy of the Itchy and Scratchy show from The Simpsons. You know, they fight, they fight. They I would fight. say this. I would say the similarities. Um, I've got something in there actually. I think on my notes. Where did I? Ah, yeah. I even put probably inspired by Itchy and Scratchy. Mm, definitely. So, so, so definitely because you've got that. And then I tried to check to see when. Itchy and Scratchy came out, and that came out because it could have come out at some other time. I think the first time Itchy and Scratchy came out was 1988, I think it was. It was its first appearance, which wasn't The Simpsons, but it was on um, Tracy oh, Ullman in a little sketch of the Bart Simpson show or whatever it was. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, definitely was um, 
I would say it's inspired by Itchy and Scratchy on the on the other end. Definitely. Uh, did you find any quotes of biggest phenomenon on TV or maybe bravest show ever run or anything like that? Or <laughs> as you were doing your research, I, I would I, I would say it was probably. I, I can't find any direct quotes, but I would say it's probably braver than Beavis and Bud, purely mm. for it being on, you know, a, a, a children-specific TV network, <laughs> um, when it was probably better suited to that kind of mid-teen, young adult kind of age group. And it probably would have done that. Maybe it would have had more longevity had it been placed on there. But I suppose the thing is, when we look at something like, um, say, Pinky and the Brain, like that lasted longer, but... It was it was written, you know, and done by like Spielberg, I think. Like he did, you know, he he wrote Pinky and the Brain or whatever. It was like maybe just some kind of side project, and heavily backed by Warner Brothers. By all accounts, you know, Ren and Stimpy wasn't. It was more like an indie thing that got picked up. The Canadian dude, isn't it, that um, that started it? I think well, there's my little. Yeah, John, uh, Canadian animator, and he, he did all of it. So he did like the voices and everything initially. Um, John John Crick John Crick 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 or something like that. Crick Falusi John Crick Falusi hmm. that's 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 the fellow but yeah he's an animator and he obviously decided to do this little bit made up his little program did the voices and everything and then obviously got a commission off, off it so fair play to him but further down the line yeah longevity um, I think you had. Rugrats and Doug, I think, were also other shows launched at the same time in like a trio of a trio of new shows, and obviously Rugrats ended up being kind of like pretty big. Um, Doug has obviously got its kind of cool following as well, but perhaps they just weren't as uh, they had violence and risk taking and stuff like that. But they were probably more dynamic in what they were targeting because it's obviously like Rugrats is just about young little baby toddler kind of things and how the adults are responding that via via kids world and then doug was specifically kind of like you know high school kids that all for some reason had like kind of like purple green and they they went for a non-colored skin that humans have they just all had like different like i can't remember yeah it's like doug had like a i'm sure no doug had a normal colored face as such like a human colored face but then all all the but, but all the other characters in it seemed to have like you know Pink, purple, you know, like purple face, orange face, green face, and they were like all his best friends. But perhaps it was like promoting like diversity and things like that, but just in a underhanded way. So, but yeah. So, so, um, so you're using a completely different show, not created by John Kravklovsky, as to help John Canadian dude. <laughs> yeah, to make a case for why Ren and Stimpy is a better show, just because it was on the same <laughs> station. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm saying that I think it's better because because it because it was on. I think put onto the wrong station. Okay. And and the fact that they, I think it was more brave than Beavis and Butt. Beavis and Butt was very like it was genre specific. It was reviewing the the music videos that were on MTV, and they the guys obviously they didn't really review them because they just kind of grunted. But at least it was specific to the channel that were on, and there's like you know some cool some cool rock and metal tunes that were that popped out when those episodes came on. But I'd say that Ren and Stimpy was more brave. Well, they also did like little bits and 
of course, the two movies, right? So there's that. Yeah, they got, got the movies. <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was a game. There was a game. There was a game for um, Ren and Stimpy, which All I think right. I think did very well. Well, uh, you make, I think that you comes make... from the. I think that comes from the. Sorry, I think that just comes from the originator. I think, to be honest, like that maybe they didn't want to you know, sell themselves. Hmm. Do you know what people like? Some people kind of like, no, no, I want it to be just this, and that's it. So maybe they didn't want to franchise it out. When I was when I was in English class when I was a kid, we were learning how to write, uh, compare, and contrast style papers, like essays, like using that compare contrast yeah. type format. And I decided to do mine on Rin and Stimpy, and I was comparing con- and contrasting Rin to Stimpy. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I do remember it was Rin and Stimpy. Yeah. But, uh, and I remember, like, I thought I was being very clever with my essay. And then I remember <laughs> being very offended at getting a lower grade than I thought I deserved. <laughs> and I think the teacher did not appreciate the cleverness in my Rin and Stimpy compare and contrast versus something more highbrow or something like that. I just thought it was pretty, I thought it was like, like, like Emily Bronte or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm doing, I'm doing Ren and Stimpy. It's like, there's, there's some good psychological matter there. You know, it's, 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 I think that's a good thing to kind of look into and, you know, give them, you know, look at the two characters and see how complex they are. You know, I think there's a, there's depth there to those characters. I thought there was too. I wish I still had the paper, although I'd probably read it now and be like, oh, now I know why I got the low grade. <laughs> but back then I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> but I'm glad you did mention that because I would say that is another reason why Ben and Stimpy is probably better than Beavis Blood because there was more complexity to the characters. Uh, you do kind of have a point so, there. Yeah. There's not a co- lot of complexity <laughs> to Beavis and Butthead. They are pretty interchangeable. <laughs> I mean, I mean they, are, they are just two bums at the end of the day. Uh, you know, they want to, you know, they just want to do the usual thing. You know, they're kind of like a Wayne's World on a cartoon. Um, they just want to play music, drink, smoke, take acid. That's probably the limits. That's that's about the limits of it. Um, they've got an interesting relationship with one of their teachers, um, but they just mm-hmm. tend to ignore, which I'm surprised they even show up in class. Like, you know, so, but obviously they're very fixated on kind of getting laid and stuff, but always obviously managing to mess up. So, of course, yeah, Ren and Stimpy, I'd say, uh, probably got more complexities in in kind of like the mentality of them. But all right, well, I guess we'll have to put it out to our audience. That's my name for our audience, audience. Oh, is it audience? Podcast audience, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll put it out to our podcast. So clever. So, so clever. <laughs> I'm sure that people love it. They're like, I can't, oh, I can't, I don't know how he came up with that. <laughs> genius. That. I can see why he writes papers on Ren and Stimpy now. <laughs> That's put it. Out still still going <laughs> yeah. Uh, hit the 80s and 90s.com and hit the contact us button. Let us know what you think between these two powerhouse animated series. Who's the winner? You can shoot us a message through whatever podcast player you're listening to this on or leave a review or um, the uh, social medias, Instagram, 80s and 90s com on Instagram or Facebook. Kev, thanks for thanks for joining me on the show. If people want to track you down, where would they find you? Yeah, they can go to at Bamboo Creatives on, uh, on Insta, which is Boo underscore creatives. Um, so yeah, you'll find me in there. Um, and then obviously... You got Rip It Up, which is obviously on YouTube, which you obviously star alongside me as well. So yeah, guys, check it out. And uh, we usually do kind of like more topical stuff 
sometimes a little bit serious, but with lots of with lots of fun going on as well. So. Absolutely. And with that audience, we'll say we're out of here because this sucks more than anything that I've ever fucked before. It's <laughs> 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 about as good as I get with you my suck, man. You suck. This sucks. This show sucks. <laughs> you, you submit this sucks. Oral. <laughs> said what? <laughs> he, 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 he said oral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna go and get laid now. <laughs> <laughs>